You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always, my good friends. Jay from the hills of Texas. And AK Mike in Texas. And welcome back. We uh, took a quick break. Uh, we were discussing uh, Jim's uh, you know, mishap at the field. Uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, learning to use the rudder. So um, anyway, Mike was saying, uh, you know, basically that um, that he learned to crab first. And I think that's a good idea is to learn to crab. But, you know, like I said last time, I think coming down the runway and try to maintain that heading down the runway is probably the best solution. Sure, and, I like that. Yeah. So um, so anyway, I mean, you know, we'll have to, uh, like I said, see how that works. But I think that ultimately learning – Learning crosswind is very important because otherwise, now at Jay's field, you can pretty much land any direction you want. It's just an open piece of grass as long as he mows, you know. Maybe you should just mow a big circle, Jay, and then the, then you really wouldn't have to worry about it. You could just land any way you wanted, right? But if you do if you do have a, a runway and you're standing the runway, then it's important to learn to land and fly that pattern. And uh, I think we were talking before about you know getting too far out where you can't see your airplane. You gotta you gotta crab back to yourself uh, right. in the wind. So, well, I think I think you know uh, you know part of the problem that Jim was having was not you know we hadn't been flying for so long, and just like anything else, if you if you're not using your skills, you know you need, you need a couple of times to come back, just get your eye reset and just get your whole you know getting ahead of the aircraft and not being behind the aircraft and you know all that kind of stuff how far to get it out how far to keep it in and it just takes a little it while is a, that, it is somewhat of a perishable skill yeah yeah so you know, you know I mean, it's, it it's definitely something you know that i think for the first time out and then all of a sudden the wind pops up and it's you know it's the the wind again you know out there with mm-hmm. like i said the the wind flap the wind sock just doing propeller out there might not have been the best day to fly. Well, but, well, here's uh, something you know. Here, here's a here's something that I usually tell uh, you know. I have uh, several you know many years instructing in a real aircraft, and I will tell you that uh, you know guys will always say, "Oh, I don't want to really fly when it's windy," uh, and and I'm like, "Yeah, that's fantastic." But you you know eventually at some point you're going to come out here with no wind, and you're going to take off, and when you get airborne, things are going to change. And it's going to get really windy. So we're going to move to in, Texas, <laughs> right? Or <laughs> right. you move to that's you right. Move to Texas. You move to Texas, but um, you know the, it. It also happens like in the morning, right? You're flying in the morning. It's nice and calm. When all that heat starts, that you know, kind of reacting, yep. then the convection uh, activity. Then you start getting puffy clouds, and then you start getting the wind. And then Jay's field, there's you know mountains around, so you've got wind coming through there. And so there, you know, you could be flying. Especially if you have now in in Jim's case, I don't know how long his battery lasts, but if you had something else that lasted you know quite a quite a while, you know maybe seven to ten minutes, in that seven to ten minutes things could change. And I've seen it happen here. Uh, you know Barry took off in his uh, you know F eighteen turbine, and it was nice and calm. You know the sock was just sitting there limp, and you know he flew for three minutes, four minutes. 
And as soon as he's like, eh, you know, I'll go a couple more times around, you know, big gale force winds came through. And now he's got to change runways because, you know, he he's landing, you know, left to right. And now he's got to land right to left because the wind changed and it's picked up. And now it's a different crosswind. And having said that, that's another thing that you should do. You should get comfortable flying left to right and right to left because I know a lot of guys, you know, Big Mike was, yeah, was that Big way, Mike right? definitely was like that. He would only fly one way because yeah. he felt more comfortable, you know, with that profile coming that direction. And then you know, I always just thought that way, was because he was a Republican, but nah. <laughs> I don't think it was that way. <laughs> it wasn't that way. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know – you kind of have to get comfortable both ways because the, you know, the wind could be coming straight into your face, which means you're dropping a wing away from you versus dropping a wing towards you. Right. So if, if the wind is coming from your right down the runway and it's coming, uh, you know, at a, at a crosswind, uh, from like your over your shoulder, then you're dropping the wing towards you and you're looking at the top of your airplane as you're coming in if you had to swip, you know, swap that around and now the wind's coming the other direction, then you actually have to drop the wing opposite you and then use opposite rudder, right, to bring the nose towards you. So there, there is a little technique in it, and, uh, and it's stuff that you should practice. You know, I feel like you should practice on the simulator. I, I mean, I, I, re- I remember flying at the Electric Fest and uh, folks watching folks just come straight at the, you know, Mm-hmm. flight box instead of flying crosswind they would just come straight at because you know the wind was at our backs mm-hmm. uh pushing across the runway and they'd fly straight in and, they, uh, and i was constantly like yeah I don't, I don't think that's that good of an idea <laughs> you know i'm gonna go stand over here right. because i just don't think that's a good idea. but you know not everybody can do again do the rudder so well i was really saying well, and it's, no, a, it's an important factor one of the things that's been yeah. making me think ahead, about Jay. um just remember that kind of helped me with my rudder skills is, was flying uh, the fun cub. And so mm-hmm. I got one of the things I like to, to practice on was just, just doing flat turns, you know? So I'd go out there and mm-hmm. I would just overemphasize, you know, with the, with the rudder and see just how slow and how flat I could make a turn in the air, you know, where I could do a circle, you know, going one way, you know, clockwise, counterclockwise. And I would just do these circles just practicing with my thumb, you know, and on a calm day, mm-hmm. it's pretty neat. And, and, and it's a good skill because, you know, it's repeatable. And then when it gets a little windy, it's amazing what you can do with that, with that type of high wing plane, you know, playing with the rudder and all that you have a lot of control over how it turns, how it flies. And it, all of a sudden the crosswinds weren't a, weren't a problem anymore because I could quite literally, like I said, mm-hmm. after doing all that practicing with the flat turn stuff, um, I could come in, crab the plane in, or, you know, turn the turn the plane, you know, almost, you know, at 90 degrees flying sideways down the field. And I'm like, that's cool, you know? Um, yeah, so right. uh, I'll, I'll definitely have to uh, get, we, I just need to get his cub that, like I said, that uh, one from Hobby King that he has, get that thing configured right, and then mm-hmm. uh, he can start practicing on that. Because that plane's essentially a fun cub, so... Yeah, is it the same size? It's about it the smaller? same size. It's about the same size. Has all the features, you okay. know. It's yeah. flaps and, right. and the whole nine yards. But uh, you know, it's, it's essentially the same plane. And uh, uh, I, it's just that <clears throat> in his radio, um, like I said, for his flaps, 
the flaps are too sensitive, meaning like you bump them and it moves, up, you know, they move mm-hmm. a huge degree with the way that it's set up now. And I'm just like, wow, that's, they're just a little bit too sensitive and they move instantly where, you know, I have mine slowed down so that when you flip the switch, oh, yeah. you know, it Yours takes a few you know, takes a, a few, second or two. Yeah, at a reduced rate, yeah. right? So they, they, and that helps a lot too, instead of having them just, you know, mm-hmm. 50%, pow, goes, you know, directly to 50 cent percent. <laughs> and then <laughs> the plane will jump, right? Right, and the the plane will right. jump and react to that, right? Well, if you if you got them on a uh, what what do they call it, a slow down thing in the radio, and so it takes delay, uh, a yeah. delay. You have a yeah, delay in the radio, and then if you're able to, to deploy them, and it takes two seconds or three seconds, well, now the plane doesn't react at all when it, when you have them set up like that. Yeah, yeah, it's very helpful. Hey, so I'm going to ask a question that's kind of related to this, but I think it, you know it's still sort of sort of is. Uh, I have a friend that just bought a plane that has safe in it, you know, okay. the safe technology. Yeah. And uh, he was like, uh, okay, I've never flown a plane before. What should I do? Like, you know, is it, it's got safe technology. Shouldn't I be able to fly? I said, yeah, you should be able to, but I think it's a mistake to fly it without having ever flown a plane with somebody else or at least at the very least a simulator plane. And, yeah, you should be able to hit that safe button and the thing should land on its own, sure. But, again, uh, given all things, that, that wouldn't be the best first thing to do in my mind. Now, well, that, I have so, heard of people doing it, but yeah. I, I don't know how successful, what's the success rate on this. So what, would, what do you guys think? Well, I, what, I, what should um, I tell this guy? No, I mean, he could do it, but just he needs to understand what the safe settings are, right? Because... There are there are like three different settings, and he can he can fly the one that doesn't allow him to bank more than thirty degrees, or pitch more than you know ten degrees or whatever, and that way when he takes off, if he's really aggressive on the sticks, the airplane just kinda won't matter. Won't matter, right? Um, you know, is it is it advisable to go out there just in a field somewhere and try to fly it the first time? Mm, probably not. Unless you, you know, if you have a simulator, I would jump on there and try to get your thumbs at least looking at the right direction and being able to come back towards you. That's the biggest problem. Um, but you yeah, know, it's still not going to help with it's a cross. I've flown the safe ones. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's going to happen the same thing that we just talked about, right? He's going to be on a really calm day. He's going to take off and then all of a sudden the wind's going to go blow his airplane out and he's not going to know how to get it back. So, um, you know, if it's a high wing, slow, you know, park flyer or a, a trainer and it's got safe in there and he can hit the button and ride itself or all that, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that it will be devastating. Um, but, you know, that remains to be seen. If he tries to do what I normally see is guys that will do the safe and then it doesn't do what they want it to do. So they change the settings. And then they go in there and they go, well, it won't roll or it won't do this. And they want to do all that right away, right? Instead yeah, of learning right. just to kind of go around the pattern and land, take right. off and land is the most important part. Because you can go up there and do all the aerobatics you want. But if you can't take off and land, it's going to, you know, you're going to buy a new airplane. So, Well, yeah, I mean, right. Every plane can fly once, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah every plane can. You can get it up <laughs> and he can do all this fun <laughs> stuff if he wants to. But that may be the last That's time right. and he'll have to be putting yeah. parts back on it. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, yeah. I see guys that jump ahead way too quickly. They'll they'll take off and they'll go, well, that's easy. And then they'll, you know, come down and they'll say, okay, well, it didn't do anything. And then they'll change it out. And when they get up there, it's all crazy. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And then right in the ground. And they're like, well, that didn't last long. 
Right. So just be patient. Right. I would tell him to be patient and, you know, try to learn all the skills. Yeah, I don't you think that's in his repertoire. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think he understands what that word is. So I think that, you know, I just told him, well, yeah. if you're going to do it, at least get a simulator. And if you're not going to listen to either one of those two things, then good luck. You know, have a good time. <laughs> good luck. Hey, I'll sell you parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's where I, I mean, seriously, like, yeah, exactly. Because he, he just, yeah, yeah it, just, it just wasn't. It wasn't something that he w- seemed to be willing to, to listen to or, or Well, there's you know, people out there. I mean, you know, we had a guy show up the field with a turbine, never flown RC or playing for He's like, this is what I want to fly. We're like, yeah, yeah? Uh, you know, that's not right. <laughs> Took off. No kidding? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so six it tur- successfully, six successfully landed hard. Six turbines oh, yeah. later. Uh, he Six turbines later because he just kept going out and buying a new one. So the guy huh? eventually learned to fly it, but it cost him – you know, a lot of money because those turbines yeah. ain't cheap. But like I'm telling you. I guess you. if you got a lot of money to spend, then it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, was, for him, it was just a toy. Well, right. For the rest of it, it's a it's a crying episode. <laughs> it's like, oh no, uh, my bank account just got smaller, and I'm over here bawling like a little two year old. <laughs> my toy broke. Uh, wow. But yeah, I I don't know. I think uh, you know. I think the skills involved in doing this, it's its definitely worth it if you spend some time on a simulator. Even if you find a free one that just gives you some, you know, kind of crappy graphics, you don't have to spend the money on the, you know, on the more expensive ones. But I think right. you know, well, Real the, Flight, to it'll me, give you the basics. I, and I've tried a bunch of them. You'll get yeah, the basics of how to, I mean, know, how to fly. Yeah, before I had Real Flight, I think Jay gave me something that was like a freeware or something, and I flew Yeah, I around. used that free one, too, and it was it's not yeah. terrible. No, I mean, it's kind of choppy in 1980s, but, uh, you know, it did the job. But then, right. when, you know, when Real Flight came out, I was like, holy smokes, this is, you know, a world of difference. It actually felt like I was at the field flying. And uh, I think Superstition Air Park is in there, so you can actually literally go out where we have the That's Arizona cool. Electric Festival and fly that particular field. So that was kind of fun. The first time I actually went out and flew the real field because I'd already been flying it on, you know, real flight. So it was kind of cool to go out and see it. So anyway. Well, uh, so, so Jay, um, you know, we were kind of going back to this gym thing. Um, do you think that... And, and I think you may have missed it the first one. Mike and I were talking about it earlier, but uh, we, we were saying that the Z- the Zaggy that he flew first and the EDF neither one have rudders. No, they, it does not have rudder. So, so do you think that this is an issue of flying airplanes that don't have them? He's just not used to using it, and then jumping into something that is, or you know, I mean, d- does he not make that transition? I mean, Jim would know, but you know, I'm trying to given the benefit of the doubt that if you just go fly two airplanes that don't have it, you don't use it. And I know you and I have talked about before that regardless of whether, when I fly the Zaggy or the Tough Wing or the, you know, whatever airplane it is, the Fun Jet, you know, you name it, I use the rudder as if it had a rudder. Right. My thumb will actually go in the direction of the turn or opposite the turn. Oh, I see. Because my thumb in my brain, my thumb is working the rudder as if it would have one, even though it does not. And and Jay mentioned it one time. He saw me when I was doing, I was tumbling the tough wing and I had full throttle and left rudder. And he's like, <laughs> it has no rudder. How are you getting yeah. it to do that? How's that help? Yeah. 
it, it helps me because I'm constantly using that that thumb, the throttle, and the. But when I go back to 3D, I you know I, I'm not just dropping it. So anyway, I was interested to see if your thoughts on that, if that was something that you felt was a factor, or if it just you know it, it wasn't a factor at all. No, I just think it's uh, you know just the way he's just flown for years. You know, just like anything else, habits, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like me and the twanging thing, mm-hmm. right? So in case the uh, listeners oh, don't know, that's right. I remember that. So whenever I, I'm around Mike, you know, wherever we're at and we're flying. <laughs> Well, we were, we were, I don't remember where we were at, but, but anyway, I'm, I'm flying the plane and, and, uh, Mike went, what's that? And I go, what's what? He goes, did you hear that? And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm flying and that right there, right there. What were you doing? And I go, oh, I was, I was rolling it or I was doing something. He's like, do you just let go of the stick? And I go, I I don't, I don't know. Sproying. Yeah. And so what was happening what was, was I, I'd roll the plane, and I'd have it over all the way over to the left or right, and I'd let go, and it, it would center itself, right? Skip-a-doing, or twang, as it was. And so then, you know, yeah. he's like, hey, man, you're twanging the sticks. That's You shouldn't just let go of the sticks like that. And I'm like, I'm doing what? Who, what, where now? <laughs> so, you know, um, in order to get it across to me, um, uh, what's one of the this things I like fun. to use? So the uh, the technique for me to be used is negative reinforcement. So Mike started going, hey, there you, you, go. you got to stop twanging on that guitar, man. You're going to break it. <laughs> I'm like, what? Twanging on the, oh, uh, because I was, you know, letting go of the stick. And he'd be, he'd be over there. Okay. He'd start, he'd start, you know, whistling a tune, you know, a Western tune as I, as I'm flying. And I'm like, am I twanging this? Am I twanging the sticks again? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's rather yeah. annoying. And, uh, yeah. you know, and after that, I became I self-conscious of it and I going, stopped. Twang, twang. Yeah. yeah. So I, twang, I won't say that I'm, I'm <laughs> I won't say that I'm a hundred percent, but it, it definitely reduced my twang on, on, on my sticks and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just think it's, you know, we get, we get in habits, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm flying yeah. by myself, you know, or whatever. So, you know, I don't have anybody to correct me or, or to point out mm-hmm. my flaws. And, and so, uh, you know. It's good that it does because, like I said, it helped me. And um, and I think as right. for Jim, it's it's not a it's not a thing of him being a bad pilot, so to speak. I just think the guys that he was hanging out with or flying with, you know, they they never had to worry about flying, you know, with their using a rudder or never or they they flew at such mm-hmm. open fields they didn't have to worry about it, you know. And it wasn't yeah, an they issue. Landed into the wind all the time, you know. Um, as I understand it. The feel, the feel that we fly at compared to some of the other fields is, you know, it's definitely not as wide. You know, it, it, it's narrower because of the trees that are on the outside of it. Even though it's a it's a very long field, it is bracketed by trees. And I think some of the other fields he's been at have been kind of pretty much wide open places. that You didn't have to, you know, you just flew in whatever direction you wanted to. So uh, it just may be one of those things that... Well, the, the fit... The field in San Antonio is kind of somewhat like that, where the where we went down and flew off the. I mean, they've got a, run, a paved runway, I think. Oh, with your buddy. But they, uh, yeah. So, um, but remember, it's kind of wide open, just right. empty space out there. And then where you and I went uh, on our trip down to um, New Mexico, the place that we got <laughs> the fly was just a wide <laughs> open space. The, that in the sky and the desert. But it, but it, you know, and so I can understand. <laughs> that was yeah, it was in the middle of the desert, uh, but I can understand that. You know, if you don't have flying, flying on a field like yours where you have open space versus flying on a on a paved runway, 
you, you definitely have to learn right. a little bit more on the paved runway than you would because you can't just land across the runway. Right. It's just too narrow to do. Or, you know, it drops off the other side and you just rip the gear off one of the two. Right, right. So, yeah, so I just think it's just but, just yeah. the way he's he's flown all of his life or the places that he's flown that that, that hasn't been important, right? And so now that we're flying at this mm. specific field that we're, you know, in this bracketed field, you know, that it's definitely, a, you know, you have to land it on the runway. Or if you're off the runway, you're in the grass. You land it in the grass. You can't, you know. Right. So. Yeah, the high grass over mm-hmm. on the other side. Yeah. Well, I, I want our listeners to understand, too, that we're not really picking on Jim. Uh, Jim's a great pilot. I've I've been out there and seen him do some great things, and, you know, he does, um, you know, have a lot of airplanes, and he flies them really well. Uh, these are more just techniques, and, um, you know, people reach out and say, hey, you know, this, you know, you, you look like you're having a problem, and we're willing to offer advice. Now, whether people take it or not, it's up to them, but we're not really hammering on anybody. These are just you know, a way to kind of get a little bit better skill. Um, you know, some people want to do it. Some people don't. It's really up to them. But uh, we're not harping on Jim. I think he does a really, really good job. But these are little things that he might be able to use to make, you know, that even better and maybe not crash as much, right? So, or at least crash the last time. And getting out there and doing it more is definitely, it, it is a very perishable oh, skill. That's, that's, I, I mean, think I, that's I, like I, one of the biggest I've been things. doing it a long time, and I do it, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do it for a living, and so even going back to uh, RC world, I uh, you know, it may take me a couple of flights to kind of get my my hands back into the, oh, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And I've done that where, uh, you know, I laid off a week or two or three and then uh, jumped out there, and next thing you know, I've got a turbine, you know, the Barry hands me and says, hey, go fly this one, you know. And, and uh, you know, it takes me a couple times around, and then my brain catches back up to it, and then I'm like, oh, okay, here we go, right? But the initial couple of loops around the the pattern it's just me trying to get you know a feel for where the wind's coming from because the wind at the surface may not be the same as the wind at 1500 you know not 15 but 400 feet <laughs> <laughs> that should be the you know it's going to be different uh and also at 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 um at Jay's field i can tell you just from flying the uh you know the tough wing and some other airplanes that when you get above the tree line it it changes so, it, you know, you come in for a low, you know, kind of a low pass or, you you know, you do something down the field like you're going to land and you go around and you get up into that, uh, you know, just above the tree line. Now you're in an area that doesn't have any resistance. So the wind, you know, maybe swirly down here, but up there it's a little bit stronger. And, uh, and you know, and I've seen it, you know, where I'm like, wait, why am I crabbing looking away from me? And then when I come in, I'm crabbing looking towards yeah, me. Because we got those two giant hills on the on that one side and mm-hmm. then it's an open field yeah. and then trees off to the, well, the one side we don't fly over, but, uh, yeah. So I can definitely right. make a difference for sure. Yeah. The road behind you yeah. <laughs> or you lose a, yeah. Or the big tree. Yeah. He's got a big tree. He lost an airplane behind that tree. So, well, I, I do think it's important to, uh, to try and fly uh, a square pattern a rectangular pattern because that's ultimately, uh, if you went anywhere uh, other than the field that you fly at, uh, it's very important because uh, Apollo Field is a, a prime example. Although we've ne- we talked about it, we've never flown there. Uh, we do know that uh, it's very very squished in between, you know, 
the airspace there because Van Nuys is very close. There's a park over there. There's a gun range over there. And you actually literally have to fly a rectangular pattern. If you get outside of that, then you encroach on other people's airspace and you could have catastrophic type, you know, uh, events. So if you crash your airplane on the gun range, I'm sure they wouldn't appreciate that. And it may get it back with more than one. More than one piece. They would really appreciate it. But what I'm saying is, is that you know we do get comfortable flying in our own fields, and when you start, you know, moseying around to others, you have to kind of follow the rules. And if you can't fly this rectangular pattern, then you need to really practice because when you go to someone else's, you know, you're invited out, then you need to at least you know fly that, and it helps everybody else too. And you guys in Texas are flying one at a time or a couple. I mean, I know that when you and I go out there, one of us is flying, the other one's charging batteries or putting batteries in. And sometimes we get up there and we get to fly both, but, you know, we, we're both going in the same direction and we're both, you know, flying the same pattern so that we're not fighting each other, you know, looking around, unless we're combat. Well, unless we're on purpose, yeah, because, you know. Right. Well, I mean, you're you doing know, wing flying fighting. tough wings. If and then it's like, with hey, slow down. I can't hit you. Slow down. <laughs> slow down. <laughs> I can't get you. Can you fly straight for me slow. so I can hit you? Yeah. Right. Which is, is utterly amazing, right? I mean, Jay and I have flown these tough wings a half a dozen times, uh, you know, where we've flown to try to hit each other and we can't ever hit each other. And the one time we're like, all right, screw it. We won't do it. And then, bam, you know, we run into <laughs> each other. And it's just like, how did we even do that? <laughs> so, but. Um, I think so Jay yeah, started I mean, the Jay started the idea of smack talk as he's flying level. Come on, Mike, mm-hmm. you can't even hit me. I'm like I'm at I the know, lowest right? throttle setting. Why <laughs> can't you even get me? Like I'm sitting here. Like, it's not even windy. Right. Like come on, dude. I'm Let making me just a left hover right here. See if you could just yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, it always happens. You know, they just you jump out in front of each other and and. Uh, you know, it's it's troublesome. I, I've actually flown at fields where I came down. I, I stopped flying because the guys could not stay in the right pattern. And that, unfortunately, that's one of the things that really, like, you know, you have those things in the back of your head that just kind of grate on you. It's like nails on a chalkboard. And uh, and flying in a pattern and then having somebody else be zigzagging around while you're flying in a pattern is very nerve-wracking to me. I, I, I don't like it, so I usually just land and i'll be like all right just fly as you know anywhere you want to fly then when you're done i'll go back up and do the pattern work but but i know that when i first got started um you know both in the in the flying the real world right the full scale uh and the rc that one of the things you have to do is go up and do hundreds and hundreds of patterns uh, learning to fly, that's one of the things before you even solo you have to learn how to go around the pattern you, and you do probably a hundred different landings before you even get to the point to go solo an airplane on your own. So when I, uh, you know, kind of got back into the RC world and, you know, Jay's like, Hey man, I got a simulator. All I did was go out there and do landings. And then when I got a real flight, I would, uh, start, you know, they got a list of airplanes. I would start with the first airplane in the list and I would go do three takeoffs and three landings. And then I go to the next airplane, three takeoffs and three landings. And I would do three in one way and three in the other way. So it was six per, and I would just move down there. And it, it got me where I was flying different airplanes, different speeds, different looks. But I could get every single one of those airplanes, you know, up and around and back. And I, and I think that helped me uh, later on down the road, you know, kind of helping my guys out of the field be test pilots for those guys because it didn't, didn't matter what the airplane looked like or the speed of it. I was able to at least, you know, maintain this path. So I think it'll definitely help out if you're able to do that. 
So hopefully everything we talked about, you know, uh, will help you guys out. Any last comments, uh, Jay, or anything that you uh, have to add before we? Uh, uh, I guess cut the biggest thing is week? just you know it's finally summer, so get out and go fly. That's like I said for Jim and I, we just mm-hmm. got out in the field and we're definitely making uh, play dates so we can get out there one or two times a week and uh, get our mm-hmm. skill levels back up. So excellent. That's what I like to hear, Mike. No mic there. Mike, Mike, no mic. Yeah. You want to try that again because Mike, 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 Mike. Uh, yeah, muted I, I might muted, my, muted myself. So uh, I think I'm going to have to try to uh, get out more in the morning, early morning. I think that's the better time to fly. And then uh, and then that way I can uh, uh, get some time out. But i gotta, I got to repair some planes too. So I got some work to do. Good. Well, well that's exciting. I think uh, you're coming down in a few days. I think you'll be out here. Uh, yep. Yep. So yep, maybe yep. we'll do some flying when we're out here. That'll be fun. That'll be good. Go out and visit yep. the guys and maybe hit the uh, field once or twice and That'd see what the big guys are doing. Always fun. Yeah. Well, uh, that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, hopefully everything that we've uh, talked about gives you a good idea of how to fly crosswinds. Uh, reach out to us at the parkfirepodcast at gmail.com or go on our Facebook listeners uh, and, and give us your story. Uh, maybe some of the things that you would do uh, to help uh, learn crosswinds or that you did do to learn crosswinds. And uh, let us know what you think. So um, Park Flyer Podcast listeners group on Facebook or Park Flyer Podcast at gmail.com. Either one of those. Well, for this uh, this episode, I'm going to sign off. I'm Michael from Arizona. And I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. And I'm AK Mike in Texas. Unmuted. <laughs> unmuted. There you go. Unmuted. <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.